What's going on, everybody? Curtis Wilkerson and Andrew Ellis coming to you on this beautiful Wednesday in downtown Fayetteville with the second episode of the Natty State Six Pack. If you're tired of hearing about the struggles of the Razorbacks, give us a listen <laughs> on these shows that'll uh, hit your YouTube and podcast feeds every Monday, Wednesday, Friday around that lunchtime hour is what we're looking for, uh, where we come at you with a, a six pack of random topics that have uh, kind of caught our attention or... Uh, maybe that you have suggested to us. So please throw in a comment, uh, slide in those DMs and hit us with anything. The weirder, the better. We're looking for that. Uh, we're going to have some video elements added to this here soon. We also plan on maybe going live with this. Uh, maybe we'll give that a shot on Friday. We'll see. But uh, we can see what kind of craziness gets thrown in the chat. So we're looking forward to that. Andrew, I, I enjoy these, man. Like I really look forward to these as a change of pace. Good vibes. Before we get rolling, how you feeling today, brother? I feel great. Uh, you know, I was, I was just thinking while you were saying that about how we almost named this the Natty State Lunch Break. Uh, yeah. Wonder who knows. Maybe, maybe if y'all if y'all aren't feeling this, maybe we'll switch to that. But uh, I, yeah, I'm really excited. And we were talking earlier about the the structure of how we want to do this. Wednesday is going to be kind of our day. You know, you mentioned Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, you're recapping the weekend. Friday, you're previewing the weekend. Wednesday is your day we get to mess around. Arkansas plays tonight. If you came here to hear about Arkansas, Ole Miss, you're not going to hear a ton about it. You're in in fact, you're probably not going to hear much at all about it. Um, but we've got plenty of coverage on that stuff. But today, Wednesday's our day. We really get to cook. Yeah, We get to get weird. And that's what we're about to do here. We're about to get weird. I love it. I love, well, let's get right into it, man. The six-pack, leading it off. What the bucks? What the buck, man? Okay. Andrew, I, I need you to make sense of this for me because you're like our resident NBA guy here. The Milwaukee Bucks, they're 30-13. and 13. They got Giannis. They got Dame. They got a strong supporting cast. I think they're a legitimate title contender. Uh, they fired... First-year head coach Adrian, Adrian Griffin yesterday, uh, not even at the All-Star break. So I ask you, why, though? I, I really don't know. I mean, you know, in the NBA, the answer is almost always because a star player said so. That's almost right. always the answer. Oh, wait, why is that guy leaving? A star player, when the star players do what they want to do in the NBA, the, the teams have really no power or leverage, you know? And so we've seen it happen so many times where guys will have, like, three years left on their contract, and they're like, I'm sitting out. And the NBA teams just let them do it. And so... When you have a superstar-driven league, stuff like this happens. Now, Curtis, the one the one good argument you could make here, the last time something like this happened was that 20, I guess, 16, 17 season with the Cleveland Cavaliers, or 15, 16 season, ah, where they fired David Blatt. I looked Blatt. it up, Curtis. We were talking about it yesterday. So the Bucks are 30 and 13 right now. David Blatt was 30 and 11 Is that as a right? head coach. Of the, now, also, he had coached the year before, so it's a little bit different. It's not an exact situation, but they were 30 and 11 when they fired their coach and then went on to win the title that year. So who knows? Maybe history repeats itself. Maybe the Bucks win a title. And what's funny is, like, they're going to be in the mix. I mean, they're number two in the Eastern Conference right now, firmly going to have home court advantage, one of the best teams in the league. I mean, oh, you yeah. have Giannis, who's a, a generational talent. I feel comfortable saying that. I know you sure. and Scotty like to call him bagless. Uh, uh, there's some truth to that. Speaking of Scotty, it was I, so Scotty is another huge NBA fan, huge Suns fan. It, I, it took, I had great pleasure in being able to report the news to him. When he got back from the bathroom yesterday, I was like, hey, you know, the Bucks fired their coach and like seeing him make the realization that I was talking about the Milwaukee Bucks, the 30 and 13 Bucks. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And, you know, Giannis is the guy I kind of want to hear from here because Giannis, I love Giannis, great player, seems like a great person. Like I said, I'm assuming he had something to do with this. Damian Lillard is another interesting factor here because he's yeah. been traded to the Bucks recently. I wonder, I'm assuming both of those guys had a say in this call. So I would love to hear from both of them and at least hear them squirm and have to navigate and be like, oh, no, we didn't get them fired. We just talked to the GM and president and maybe hint it. You know, like, because I'm assuming something like that happened. 
or we have a you know Imei Adoku situation where he may have been okay being creepy behind scenes. Who knows? That that kind of stuff happens in the right. NBA. I'm a Rockets fan. That's our, my current head coach is a horny guy, so I have to be aware <laughs> of these kind of these these situations. These things happen. Um, but yeah, the NBA in what coaches keep their job and what coaches get fired. Uh, I mean, we heard yesterday that Doc Rivers was one of the guys rumored to be in the front. And we kind of both rolled our eyes at that. What, what did you make of this whole thing? It's it's ridiculous. And so I, I immediately thought, like, okay, like you said, this might be an Adoka situation. Like something crazy is <laughs> happening behind the scenes. Um, but everything I've read and looked at, and I took a long time to research this because I didn't want to miss anything. Uh, but none of that has been the culprit, it seems like. And I've heard a lot of, of people saying, well, uh, they're just trying to get out ahead of it because the Bucks they're really struggling defensively. Bullshit. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. not buying that. Okay, like, if you're wondering why you're struggling defensively, then I wonder why you got rid of Drew Holiday to bring in Dame Lillard. Yeah. Like, as soon as you did that, you knew exactly what you were getting yourself into. You are bringing an elite offensive player, and you are sacrificing defense. So I, I just, I don't know. Like, I have a hard time understanding what they're doing here. Like, Mike Budenholzer wins you a ring, then you give him the ax after a first-round exit last season, but then you hire a career assistant, He's 17 games over 500 in his first year as a head coach, and you fire him. And then the first name we hear as a replacement is Doc freaking Rivers. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I well, don't know, dude. You know, it just seems weird to me. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, when the Cavs did this, Tyron Lue was the assistant. Right. And so that was probably a situation where LeBron and the guys liked that guy better. They immediately, I forget the guy's name, Joe something, Joe Missoula or Joe something, who yeah, they promoted yeah. to the interim. Right. That was kind of that's another thing. Doc Rivers' name kind of dispels that aspect of it too, where it's like, no, it's not like they just wanted to promote. They want to bring in a completely separate thing. I mean, you remember when Kyrie got the Nets to hire Steve Nash off the couch? He was like, "That's who I want to coach me, Steve Nash," and they were <laughs> yeah. like, "All right, yeah, we'll do it." And obviously, it sucked. So, it's fascinating. And, and like I said, you know, it's funny as the Bucks. As stupid as this situation is, there's a very real chance the Bucs win the NBA championship this year. They're right. that good. They I mean, the they, John Neighbors could coach the Bucs, and they'd have a chance to win right. the NBA championship. Well, hey, John like, Neighbors, his scheme, his defensive schemes are underrated, though, so it's Actually, a little different. Well, I mean, he's not here right now. You think he's like on a call, interview, phone interview? That is interesting that uh, the Bucks job I mean, comes available, and all of a sudden we can't find John Neighbors. The man just disappears, so yeah. Wasn't like, on what, the gambling show yesterday. Here? Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. But uh, yeah, Curtis, I'm excited about the NBA. I think it, there's a lot of interesting storylines. Like this is just one of 20. Like all the top teams, there's a lot of parody, and you know, people used to complain about that so much when the Warriors were cooking. Like, oh, there's no parody in the NBA. Like, as if people actually care about that stuff. Like, right. It's a fake thing because there's no parody yeah. right now, and nobody cares. Yeah. Come on. But I think man. people should care because the NBA <laughs> is really fun. It's wide open, as wide open as I've ever remembered it being in my time as an NBA fan. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. Love it. One beer down. On to the next. Man, poor Tyler Bass. You know who that is. You know that oh, yeah. name, right? Buffalo Bills kicker. Uh, you know the name because he's the guy who missed wide right on that potential game-tying field goal against the Chiefs over the weekend in the playoffs. Um, Andrew, I can tell you with firsthand experience that the citizens of Buffalo can be incredibly, incredibly harsh. Uh, feel free to Google Curtis Wilkerson <laughs> Buffalo to find out why I know that. Seriously, do that by the way. Just, Seriously, just do, do that, and yeah. you know, yeah, you'll find you'll find it. It's <laughs> it's pretty fascinating. It's worthwhile. Uh, tough tough few <clears throat> days in my life, but anyway, uh, Tyler Bass, like this dude, has essentially like received enough death threats and hate that he shut down all of his social media accounts. Twitter gone, Instagram gone. Uh, they've really been getting after him. I'm sure it was like definitely PTSD related for the Bills fans who remember that yeah. missed kick that cost them. Uh, the Super Bowl. When was it? Ninety one. One of the four strikes that they it, went to, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, that that's uh, that's wild, and that's kind of the ugly side of this, you know. Whatever. But I was at least happy to see 
uh, that the Ten Lives Club, it's, it's like a, one of those no-kill uh, rescue shelters for animals, like cats or dogs, where like you take them in, and a yeah. lot of those places you take them, and if they don't get adopted or whatever after so long, they just euthanize them, and yeah. that's a wrap. But they don't do this here, so that's cool. Uh, but they've raised $100,000 in Tyler Pass's honor because uh, they feel to the bad for the guy. for stepping up and helping the kicker. I mean, shit, he's still getting paid, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, his feelings are hurt, you know? So I, I don't know, but I, I, I guess money would make me feel better. And they're also, like, yeah. encouraging fans to donate $22 in recognition of his number two jersey. By the way, if which, you're a Bills fan and you're donating to <laughs> that fund, you're an absolute idiot, dude. Do not do not pay money to your kicker who missed a kick. Right. Do not do that. But hey, he's a nice thing, guy. He just didn't do his job in this case. Right. So. Now we're supposed to feel bad for him. Like <laughs> I get it. Don't don't send death threats to him. There's a there's a middle ground there. You right. don't have to send him money or death threats. You can just not do anything. You can just not have a relationship with your team's kicker. That's what you should do. But I will say, Curtis. I love that in the NFL, kickers are like the one thing that never change. Like quarterbacks will move, receivers, kickers when they when they get on a team, they stay on that team. Like Harrison Butker is going to be the kicker for the Chiefs forever. Kaimi Fairbairn's the Texans kicker. He's been the Texans kicker about about a decade now. Uh, Tyler Bass has been there at Buffalo forever. So it's like the good kickers just kind of end up becoming synonymous with teams. And if you're lucky, you're Adam Vinatieri and you win rings with two different teams. But it's kind of funny because Tyler Bass is just one of those guys where I've just. He's the Bills kicker. And so it's like for the rest of my life, I will always be like, oh, Bills kicker. So it's funny to see his name in like a – and look, I have I have no idea what Tyler Bass's career stats are. I just know he's kept his job this whole time. Yes. So I'd assume he he's, be somewhat, okay at it. He yeah. he's somewhat consistent. But I kind of love that about the NFL. And like, you know, we think back in with Arkansas because that's what that's what we're, we're, we're paid to cover is Arkansas. I think of Arkansas has had such a wide range where it's like the kickers are either the one of the most popular people on the fan base or the least popular. It's very rare that you're – valid. You you never have a kicker that stays in that middle range where it's like, ah, eh, we kind of like our kicker. Sometimes he misses. Like that, p- fan bases either gravitate and go all in like they do with Cam Little, who's an ar- awesome kicker for the Hogs, or your Alex Tejada, who they really yeah. didn't like. Uh, you know, and who's, and who's the guy for Arkansas next year? I mean, is it is it Vito Calvaruso, aka Jimmy Witt? Yeah, I mean, look, we I mean, love Vito. I, I, I we love Vito, and when he, <laughs> there was nothing more satisfying than that one. I don't remember what game it was, the home game, when we realized that Vito was back on the team, and we oh. were like, "Wait a minute, Vito's Vito's <laughs> back." Uh, I would love for Vito. It didn't go well for him at Wisconsin as a place kicker, True. but yeah. we'll see. Um, but like we've said with Arkansas, it seems like they they always have a really good kicker, like every three or four years, and so maybe we'll have to wait till twenty twenty seven. But uh, Arkansas should have a generational kicker coming soon. Love it. Two beers down, on to the third. I, listen, I'm excited about this one, okay? I've got two questions for you. Okay. One, did you know that team managers in college basketball, they oftentimes play against each other the night before the actual teams play? I knew this is a thing in, like, I feel like across sports, it might not be unanimous, but I felt like I knew this was a thing a little bit. Like, I've, okay. I've never participated in it, never, never had the privilege of being able to cover said event, but I've heard about stuff like this happening, and I'm all for it. Okay. And secondly, did you know that Arkansas's <laughs> managers are actually really good at it? I mean, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, does does Brewer get to play? He, do, he does not. Okay, he's not a manager? He I think okay. his managers, I think that some of the GAs might play too, but okay. I, don't think it, I don't think it extends to the full staff. Okay. okay? Um, this is incredible, dude. They have a website with schedules, records, and national rankings for m- the manager games. Okay? <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I love that. I really yeah. love that. It's crazy. Arkansas is number seven in the country right now. They're they're four and one. Okay? Um, I've got their schedule right here. Like, this is this is absurd to me. Who, who they got next? What's our, what's our next target? 
the next target. Okay, well, let me give you the schedule first, and then I'll give you the next okay. target because this is going to excite you. All right, Arkansas, they actually lost their opener. The managers did to Old Dominion. 66 to 62. ODU got them. Okay. Then they beat UNC Greensboro. I'm glad somebody with with that plays Arkansas basketball yeah. did that. Arkansas was, went one and one in that matchup. Exactly. They beat them 87 to 78. So some scoring there. They got some scoring punch. Okay. Jeez, yeah. uh, then they beat. What minute? Tulsa. Are they like 12 minute quarters? What the heck is that? I don't know. See that? I don't know. I don't know how long <laughs> That's this goes. That's a lot goes. of scoring. Okay. They beat Tulsa, and so they played Tulsa when the Hogs were there to play OU. Gotcha. And so I don't I don't know why they didn't play OU, but they played Tulsa, beat them seventy seven to sixty eight. They got the two and one. Uh, they went. They got a huge road win at Florida a couple weeks ago. Beat them seventy six to seventy five in a nail biter. Uh, then they beat South Carolina last weekend seventy to sixty one. Okay, so a lot of games Arkansas did not win that the managers did win. I mean, like. how about that? Okay, and so Arkansas got, they've got one loss. They're number seven in the country in these manager games. Uh, next up, Friday night, Kentucky, who is six and zero and number one in the country. We got a top ten matchup. College game day Let's is go. coming to town, and I think that we're burying the lead by not covering the manager game. Which, by the way. I've thrown it out there to the staff and let them know that if they want coverage of these manager games, Natty State Sports is all over it. And there yeah. is at least a level of interest in getting that done. Just well, throw it out there. I'm all in. You've sold me. I'm, I'm ready to do it. Uh, so they play the night before the games is what yeah, they do? Yeah, they'll play, they'll play Friday night. I'm, I'm excited for that. That'll be, that'll be, that'll be interesting. Yeah. We'll see what these Kentucky managers are all about. And honestly, if, if the managers get the job done, probably not good news for Arkansas. As this is probably true. It's but, probably true. Well, hey, I'm down there. If they let us in the building... Whoever's listening, let us in the building. We'll support. I I had to do a, a little bit of. Re I was digging, trying to get some inside information, um, trying to see like who who's. Well, thank the guy, God they have the a bucket. website. Thank God they have a website that pretty much details everything. Apparently, exactly. But I, I needed stats. Like I need to know who the guy is, who's the go-to guy for the Arkansas yeah. Arkansas manager team. Uh, I'm told graduate assistant Tony Hall. Okay, is a bucket. Well, well, I guess we'll find out this weekend. Huh? And it's interesting because I'm also told that uh, back in the day, I don't know if he still participates, but Riley Hall. I was about to say, does Riley Hall play? I don't think he plays now, but he used to. And uh, from the sounds of it, he was very much a uh, three-point line to three-point line guy, and he was just chucking the 30-footers. Okay, so, I thought he. I was thinking he's he's tall. What is he like six three, six four? Oh, dude, he's taller than me. Like he's got to be like yeah, six, six like, at least. I was like, like dude, he could, he should, he should be a post presence. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But I think, Work yeah, on your your post game, Riley. What yeah. are we doing? Yeah, what dude? are we doing? Yeah, like he's he's stretching the floor a little bit. Hey, and if he's making them, Riley I'm Vanover, okay man, what are we yeah. doing? <laughs> so he's more of a uh, a trail big than a rim runner, I think is what we're looking at here. So we'll we'll, we'll have to talk to him about that and see what's going on there. Uh, but that fascinates me, dude. I would love to just like infiltrate yeah. that game and just watch Let's because a lot of those guys probably played college ball at some level. Um, or at the very least, you well, know, that's, good that's high what you get the worst or whatever, you know. The worst is when you go to a like pickup gym or just like an open run anywhere, and there's a guy there who played basketball at a semi high level. Oh. <laughs> like I remember going to hoop at uh, Louisiana College in my hometown, and mm -hmm. there would be like a guy come in and he's like, "Oh yeah, I used to hoop in Turkey." And it's like, "All right, well yeah, of course you're gonna cook us." Like I'm I'm 14, man. I just I just want to I just want to get some running, yeah. man. Like of course you could be decided. That's the worst. So I bet that that sucks in the manager games and you have the guy who like was the ninth man on an actual college team. It's like, yeah, of course you're going to cook us. You know? right. Like Mark Titus is a guy who is a walk-on. Like if Mark Titus showed up to these things, he'd be cooking. So. He'd eat. Oh, yeah. But I, eat. I'm, I'm a, you got me really excited. I want to go to that game Friday night for sure. It would be an absolute blast. We're halfway through the six-pack. Moving on. <clears throat> uh, this is this is interesting. MLB Hall of Fame. Okay, so they released their class for, uh, I guess, 2024 yesterday. Uh, three guys got in. Adrian yeah. Beltre, Joe Maurer, they were both first times on the ballot. Todd Helton on his sixth attempt, 
Those are the three. Um, what do you think about those three guys? I know you're a big baseball guy. I absolutely loved Adrian Beltre. Like that was my oh dude. dude. Well, he's one of the funniest players. You remember he's oh. and like look, I hated the Rangers always. Uh, right, but the Rangers were always on TV when I was a kid in my hometown. So it's like I would always see him, and you remember they would always try to like mess with him, his teammates. They'd like <laughs> yeah. try to put stuff on his head or whatever. And he also like had to have broken a record for home run or hits where he would go to a knee. You know, you see in yes. baseball where like the player gets fooled by the breaking <laughs> ball and they go to a knee and have a Adrian Beltre would go to a knee and then somehow keep his weight back and be able to yeah. be able to hit the ball and hit it with the Thor. He would hit like doubles in the gap from a knee, man. He was unreal and awesome third baseman, awesome player. Uh I, I read yesterday Joe Maurer is forty years old, by the way. So it's like really? he's he's not only finished his career, served his five years to be in the Hall of Fame by forty. I feel like can't ha- doesn't happen that often, right? That's impressive. Yeah, Maurer was a lot of fun too. Um, the, dude, those team, the Twins teams, like were pretty fun back in the yeah. day. Yeah, uh, when he used to play with Tory Hunter, uh, oh, Arkansas man. guy. Tory Hunter was that Justin dude. Morneau who won the uh, home run derby over Josh Hamilton yeah. in a controversial fashion. But those Twins teams were fun. And Joe Maurer, former cover athlete of uh, MLB The Show, um, who was the third? Oh, Todd Helton. Todd who, Helton. Todd Helton, did he go to Tennessee? We got an SEC, I think that's SEC Tennessee. baseball he's, he's representation. He's definitely an SEC guy. I think it was Tennessee. I think he was Tennessee as well. Um, <clears throat> Todd Helton was really good. Now, played in Colorado. Do we count those stats? Do we count them? Sure. 80%? Yeah, why not? You give him 80%. I, I loved a lot of those guys on those teams. Like, Todd Helton was the man. A big Larry Walker guy. I love yeah, Larry, Larry Walker. Walker. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I think we'll, we can count those. I'm down yeah. for it. He served, but you know, like he served his sentence for playing in Colorado. Like it, it took him six years, six yeah. attempts to get in. They get let him in. Did he really take know? him six attempts? Yes, it was. Six I did not realize he had been in. done playing that long, man. I know. Todd Helton's a big dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, but man, you know, the Baseball Hall of Fame, we, you know, it's good. <clears throat> all three of those guys deserving candidates. Like I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I think it's, and look, I understand steroids, not good. We shouldn't yeah. be doing steroids. I'm all for that. I'm not pro steroids, but let's grow up and let the good players in. I mean, how, I agree, how are you? Yeah. How do you have a baseball Hall of Fame where the best player in your sport's existence is not in the Hall of Fame? Correct. Uh, and so it's like Barry Bonds. Sure, yeah. If we take away the steroids, sure, he maybe only hits 550 home runs. Maybe he only wins <laughs> three or four MVPs. Maybe, maybe his you know, head stays normal size. Yeah. Maybe yeah. his his on base percent. Maybe he would have only been intentionally walks with the bases loaded a few times instead of like every other week. You know, <laughs> uh, there was that one year where like if you took away his intentional walks, he still would have led the league in OBP or something like something. That's absurd. The Barry Bonds, like <laughs> one one day I'll just rant. Barry Bonds, <clears throat> I understand steroids bad, but dude. Best baseball player ever, uh, and he coached hitting for a while too. Yeah, at a really high levels. It's like the guy clearly. If you anytime you hear him talk about hitting, the guy knows how to hit. Yeah, he's as good. I mean, he was he was going to be a great baseball player, a Hall of Fame level player, no matter what. And uh, also, everybody was doing steroids, so it's like oh, understand dude. if we're going to draw the line, then like n- then let's just draw the line and say nobody from 1990 whatever to 2005 can yeah. make the Hall of Fame. That was Albert the most Pujols, David era. Ortiz, like all these guys, none of them can make the Hall of Fame. Because, like, let's let's all grow up and act like all these guys weren't taking some type of substances, whether it was intentional or not. Like, I mean... What, what sent me from being a casual baseball fan as a kid to being a diehard Major League Baseball fan, I assume to this day, was 98. McGuire the home runs, Sosa, the yeah. home run chase. Like, yeah. th- there was nothing better than that. I don't give a damn what they were taking. Dude, they could they could have been snorting a line of coke and then going yeah. up there like snorting it off of the Hitting batter's those box. Those triple deck home runs, man! Like yeah, that's dude, come on. I man. miss the days when yeah. the baseball players looked like. What was that video game that had like the, the uh, it, slugfest? S- slugfest. slugfest, yeah. I miss the days when the baseball players looked like that. Like Mark McGuire was just like juice to the gills, man. Like that yeah, was awesome. Dude. Fun fact: I want to give my dad a shout out. Uh, I always talk about how 
me and my dad have history. I mean, we're Arkansas. We we grew up covering or cheering for Arkansas, so we have mm-hmm. horrible luck. Uh, my dad also was a St. Louis Cardinals fan at one point. He went to Mark McGuire a uh, game to see oh, Mark man. McGuire late in his career, and he got hurt in that game trying to lay down a bunt, and he never played again. <laughs> my dad, my dad saw the no end way. of Mark McGuire's career. Um, which is funny because now his son has a jersey collection that includes Carl Malone, rapist, Deshaun Watson, <laughs> rapist. Who else do I have? Oh, I have a James Harden jersey who's not a rapist, but he, he requested a trade right afterwards. Like my, he my likes jersey those lemon col- pepper wings, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I was going to say something very inappropriate. I'm glad I didn't do it. Credit <laughs> to me for, for holding restraint there. Um, point is, in an MLB <laughs> Hall of Fame, good. Let the good players in. Let's let's have the best players in our sports history be celebrated. Okay. Agreed. A, a couple things here. Uh, Billy Wagner, who was awesome, awesome closer. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad. He Off was. The ballot. He was. This is his, his last opportunity here. He was one point two percent short of making the cut. So that's five votes. He missed getting in the Hall of Fame by five votes. Gary Sheffield, Ooh, tenth and final time on the ballot. You got to get seventy five percent of the votes. He got sixty three point nine percent. So Gary Sheffield is not going to be. Dude, a what Hall are y'all famer. doing if y'all aren't voting for Gary Sheffield in the Hall of Fame? This I mean, is, I guess he did steroids too, right? I'm sure, dude. If we can't let Gary I mean, Sheffield on, in the man. Hall of Fame, then why are we even having a Hall of Fame, dude? No, who, who? Who else? Oh, I mean, yeah. everybody oh, when they were a kid was doing that, man. <laughs> By the way, I have it pulled up right here looking at Billy Wagner. So you didn't have to get 75% to get mm-hmm. in. So Billy Wagner's first year in 2016, he got 10.5%. And then he got up 2019, he bumped up to 16.7, and then 31.7, 46.4, 51, 68, and then this year, 73.8. He was climbing. In, dude. I don't know what happened if his PR team just went to work, but mm-hmm. he was climbing, man. He was climbing. Okay. Hey, give him one more year. So here are the other guys who got a lot of votes but but came up short. Um, I think they still got other opportunities to get on the ballot. So I'm going to throw them to you here rapid fire, and you just tell me yes or no. Should be a Hall of Famer or eh. All right? Andrew Jones. Oh, easy Hall of Famer. I went and watched him hit two home runs at Turner Field back in the day. He was so easy, fun. and he spells his name stupid, but also true. <laughs> good, great player, Andrew with a U. And his yeah. son was just the number one over or like number two overall pick, Drew Jones. Oh, there you go, D R U W Jones. Okay, uh, Carlos Beltran. No, not a Hall of Famer. Not a Hall of Famer. That guy sucks. <laughs> not a Hall of Famer. Well, I like him because he wound up being a Cardinal for a for a World he Series did, he did run. Mind. But you know, Hall the, of Fame. By the way, eh. the first Astros game I ever went to was the year Carlos Beltran was playing for the Mets. And mm-hmm. I was like seven. And I remember they were chanting, he had just signed with the Mets and like back then I really don't remember what was going on. But I remember like they made a big deal. They were like, everybody, we need to flash money at him and like <laughs> make fun of him for selling out and all this. And so like I did it. And I was like, yeah, screw that guy. Pedro <laughs> Martinez pitched that day for the Mets. He was like 53 years old. But I just right. remember those those were one of the first baseball players I discovered. And I was like, I hate Carlos Beltran. And since then, always hated Carlos Beltran. Love it. Love it. Uh, A-Rod. Easy. I mean, dude, I, I don't on, even man. like A-Rod. Yeah. Easy Hall of Famer, dude. Yeah. What are you talking about? Like, He's unreal. I mean, one of the I would say one of the top top five talents of the last 30 years sure. easily. I mean, yeah. he was – and, I mean, the resume is, is there – uh, hooked up with J Lo. I mean, what do you? I mean, yeah. I mean, he should get like they should create a separate Hall of Fame just for that. And, and well, no, the, the fact it's that he was ballot. with J Lo tells you how good he was because he's a complete dweebsicle, man. You heard he him is. talk like he's not. He's not a smooth talker. Not a. Right. He looks cool. Like if you, if you before you hear him talk, you're like, oh, that guy's awesome. Mm-hmm. You hear him talk, and he's like, yeah. it's just exactly. A Rod. A Rod is all time voice does not match the body. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Manny Ramirez. Easy Absolutely. Hall of Famer. That's Easy another guy. Easy Hall of so Famer. So much man. fun. So much fun. Curtis, let me ask you this. So, like, okay. 
do you find yourself or like growing up gravitating when there's a huge rivalry in sports that has no impact on you at all? Like yeah. Red Sox, Yankees. Do you kind of find yourself gravitating to one side or the other? Yeah, Red Sox. I'm, I'm Red Sox. Yeah. I always cheer, cheer for Duke over North Carolina. I don't I'm know the what it is. There. You're the opposite. Yeah, I've always yeah. hated North Carolina and them beating Arkansas 20 times didn't help. That's fair. Um, <laughs> uh, Bama, I always cheer for Bama over Auburn. I, I don't know too, what weirdly. it is. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State over Michigan, I've always been. I think Same. You, you, you like them. Okay. Yeah. I, I, for some reason, I don't know what it is. It's just when you're right. a kid, sometimes you just feel one way you or the other. pick a side on those. The Red Sox were also really cool when I was growing up. So it's like Manny Ramirez, like that time whenever he caught the fly ball and then like ran up the wall and still <laughs> threw the guy out or whatever. It was awesome, man. And, it's crazy and he, has, he, he had so many moments with the Red Sox. Yeah. Like, and I mean, you know, resume, like wh- whatever your criteria is for Hall of Fame, whether it's resume, whether it's longevity, whether it's cool moments, team success, individual success. Check, check, Manny check. checks every single box, and he was cool as hell. Yes. Put him in the freaking Hall of Fame. What are we okay, doing? handful of other ones, and I think it gets interesting here. Uh, Chase Utley. No. Okay, I, I kind of agree. Chase Utley, I don't want to like, talk about Chase Utley. Go yeah, ahead. Come on, man. Um, Omar Vizquel. I don't even vaguely. I don't. I don't know off the top of my head his resume, so I'm going to go no, considering that. Yeah, the only thing I'll say about Vizquel, it's it's tough. I think that's kind of where you get into the argument of like, is Yadier Molina a first ballot Hall of Famer? I think Yadier is. I, mean, I think he is because he's because he's maybe we'll arguably the greatest catcher years. of all time. Didn't have much behind the plate. Vizquel, I just remember he was such a wizard with the glove at shortstop. But I don't know if he ever hit a baseball. I have no idea. Well, the reason so. why you can't do that now. So, like, Ozzy, what's the Ozzy Smith from Ozzie the Smith, Cardinals yeah. back in the days? Now, back in the day, you could really get away with stuff like that. Right. Nowadays, if you're a shortstop that can't hit, they just they send you to the sun. So, it's like, I think True. in the future, if we let these guys There's in the Hall shift. of Fame, in, in years when Carlos Correa is up on the ballot and he's hitting, like, 290 for his career and we're like, no, he can't make it to the Hall of Fame, it's like, you know. So, right. I think nowadays it's kind of – and catchers, I'm sure there will be a time in 2075 where – Every catcher hits 290 with a freaking 855 OPS. But sure. uh, I think I think if you start letting those shortstops that don't hit in now, like it's going to end up aging poorly. So yeah, last Which, three by guys. Way, I'm okay with, but yeah, um, Bobby Abreu. No, he was fun though. I he agree. was Not he a was fun, famer, but I don't he was think Hall of, of Fame though. You know, right? Uh, Jimmy Rollins. Ah, Jimmy Rollins mm. is very fringe. Like yeah, uh, did he win a ring? I think so. With the Phillies, they, well, they yeah, won a ring. Utley, uh, who was the fr- Ryan Howard? That team with, yeah, was Chase, Ut- Chase Utley as well. Yeah. I would prefer Rollins over Chase Utley, and that's just yeah. gut feel. I don't have their resumes in front of me. I like Rollins a lot, but I would still – I think he's he, even he's kind of fringe, did though. Did Rollins but, win an MVP? Maybe. If or he my, did, then I'll give him the nod. Like, if he okay. won an MVP and a ring, and he had the longevity. Yeah. and like why not? He was really good. Um, Last yeah. one, a pitcher, uh, Andy Pettit. Yeah, Andy Pettit's a Hall of Famer, man. Andy Pettit was, was awesome. Yeah, he was the man. I he was like the Andy man. Pettit. Uh, Andy Pettit. I think Mariano Rivera like taught him his cutter. I'm oh, pretty really? sure. Well, it, well, that's a good guy to learn it from. Right. So. <laughs> Quite the guy to learn it from. But I'm pretty sure Andy Pettit, like as soon as he got with the Yankees, like just spent one week with Mariano and like learned his cutter. Right. Which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, uh, Andy Pettit, Hall of Famer. Cool. Okay, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Fifth beer. We're we're almost through the six yeah. pack here. Um, <laughs> I, I'm re- I want to let you take this one. Tristan Thompson. <laughs> I have to pull up the name of what the substance is that Tristan Thompson got caught with. I've got with. it. I've got it. Okay, you've got it. Well, Tristan Thompson, as we know, <laughs> likes to cheat. And when we say he likes to cheat, I mean he has publicly cheated on his spouse, Courtney Kardashian, more times than any of us can count. Uh, he's he's funny because he's not a great athlete, wouldn't say, but he was boys with LeBron, same age, and so he's like getting paid like 
like 30 mil a year. Uh, LeBron's, we talk about star players having too much power. LeBron convinced the Cavs to give Tristan Thompson like four years, 150 million or something. Yeah. Back when that was actually a lot of money. Nowadays, that's chump change. But Tristan Thompson has been caught cheating on his spouse a ton, like a ridiculous amount on camera, on audio. on They've got him on every type of way. Um, well, he has now been suspended 25 games <laughs> by the National Basketball Association. What is this substance that he took, Curtis? Okay, yeah, so it, it, it's not, you know, illicit drugs or whatever. Um, the man's on HGH. He, like, he literally mm. got popped for an actual PED. It's called uh, ibutamorin. Ibutamorin. Got him um, on that ibuprofen, man, huh? Yeah, and so it's it's literally a growth hormone. And, uh, yeah, so there he is. And it's interesting, like, he can travel with the team. He can practice, but he can't be in the arena within two hours of the start of a game until March 16th. It's like That's he can do all rare. those things, but That's he can't be That's as stupid as Michigan having that kid that, that, can, that can play at home games but can't play on the road. Yeah, exactly. Right, the kid from Michigan. It's crazy. Right. Um, Come on, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, well, now we know that Tristan Thompson's not going to make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Nor yeah, should exactly. he, but been disqualified now. Shame. Like, for instance, Curtis, if, if right now LeBron popped 25 games, PED, whatever it is, whatever the, the substance is, the ibuprofen that he took, mm -hmm. would we not let LeBron in the, would we not put LeBron in the Hall of Fame? People would argue that. I yeah, they would. But people would argue the hell. Well, out in the basketball of it. Yeah. Hall of Fame, they let everybody in. They let freaking Reggie Miller in the Hall of Fame. And I love Reggie Miller. I love Reggie Miller. <laughs> Go look at Reggie Miller's stats and tell me that he isn't Wesley Matthews with a little bit better PR team. I love and look, I love Reggie Miller, awesome player, and I'm okay with him being in the Hall of Fame because it's called the Hall of Fame and he's famous. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm also kind of team like let everyone, like pretty much everyone in almost like yeah. The criteria I think should be if you if you can tell if you can't tell the story of that sport without this guy or just the league, I feel like you got to have him in there and like Reggie Miller. I'm good with him being in the Hall of Fame because you can't really tell the story of the 90s or the NBA or the 80s, you know, late, those those Pacers teams. I mean, so many playoff runs. I don't think you can do it without them, and so I'm okay with that, but I feel that same way about all those baseball guys we just mentioned. But yeah. uh, Tristan Thompson, not a Hall of Famer. Can't yeah, confirm. Not a Hall of Famer. Sorry. It's over. <laughs> okay, last. Also, last, LeBron uh, has been taking PEDs, so, like, if we're, if we're drawing the line, like, I love LeBron, but. Yeah, I mean, come, come on. on. You, don't, you don't get to that age and still be able to do the things he does. It's unreal. I mean, he takes care of his body, but come yeah. on, man. And like credit Taco to him, but it's Tuesday like, ain't doing this for you. Well, and that's the so. thing is like that's why a lot of these dudes take PEDs. Everybody, everybody views steroids as like, oh, they're trying to get strong so they can hit homers. Yeah, you know, oh, you talk to the MMA guys, they're all like, dude, I, I just take steroids so I can train, so I can still work out and not hate myself afterwards. You know, right? Um, but La yeah, last brew of the six pack here. I'm hitting you with something unprompted. You didn't know this was coming, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a story, and then I want to get your response to this. Okay? okay, so I was I was doing a little reading. Light reading. Um, this happened in India, okay? But I, I got a good laugh out of it. There's a young lady, okay? Her, her name is Paramjeet Kaur. I, I looked this up, okay? Uh, whatever. Young lady. She had recently failed um, a recruitment exam. So it, it's like one of those, like, prereq things you have to take to become a healthcare worker over there. I don't know if she's trying to be a nurse or whatever. She took the exam. She failed it, okay? So what she did is she had her boyfriend, his name was Angres Singh, shave his face, put on makeup, grow his hair out, and dress in drag to impersonate her and go retake the test for, for her. He even went so far as to forge her voter ID, okay, and her Adhar card, which is basically like their equivalent of a social security card, that way he could get in, get registered, and go for and take the exam. So, 
eventually, like the exam officials or whatever, they noticed that the face on the ID card didn't match the one that was submitted on the initial application when she reapplied. Um, and so since they both committed forgery, uh, both of them were arrested and they're Dang. both up on charges. Um, the beauty of it is the dude actually failed the exam too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's the that's best awesome. part about all this. But I ask you, Andrew, because you're swimming in the seas of young love with, with Miss yeah. Hillary. I'm sure you'd do anything in the world for her, but would you dress up like a drag queen and impersonate her if she needed you to take a test for her that she couldn't pass? I would do it, Curtis. Okay. I would definitely sign up to do it. Uh, I would do anything for Hillary, but I will say I would make it clear right away that I know that it's not. I mean, the fact that you just read it, I was kind of smiling at the beginning of the story because I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But I was like, the fact that he knows about this means it didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> it means that, means that he either that it good. So that would probably be the issue. I would work through the logistics. But hey, if Hillary, uh, that, I do a lot of stupid stuff that Hillary tells me to. So yeah, I'd probably do it. Okay. I respect that. I respect you for that. I think that's. Uh, I think that's a very genuine sign. Who among of us wouldn't affection. take an exam in drag for the one we love? <laughs> who who wouldn't? You know. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to Scotty about it. We'll see. Yeah. I feel like he. I feel like he might do it. Let's just act like Scotty's not sitting in this room. Exactly. <laughs> he's been he's been trying to make me crack with uh, some of the things he's been showing me on his phone yeah. while I'm trying to keep a straight face yeah. over here. So I've been poker facing it. Pretty did titties good, almost get you? He almost got me with that <laughs> one. I started laughing me. when he showed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're through the six pack. We're through the six else? pack. I do. Okay. Uh, not really. I mean, I don't have a ton of stuff. Okay. Yeah. One, Arkansas is losing tonight. Let's just let's just go ahead and get that out there. Yeah, like, man. I don't feel good about it. The spread started at four and a half and immediately jumped up. It's at six now. Maybe even six and a half some places. Uh, I, didn't know, I didn't know that. I said it. I mean, we have a we have a teaser here. We got a bold predictions and prop bets piece. I don't know if it's out yet or if it's coming out. Getting there. It's getting there. Um, I think this game is going to be another. I predicted the A&M game to be like ugly, one of those like 66-62 type of games. Mm -hmm. It looked like it probably should have been until things got off the rails and Arkansas gave up 50 in the second half. (laughs) I think this game is going to be ugly, and I think Ole Miss, if you look at their scoring, they're so high variance. Like they have games where they've scored 58. They have games where they've scored 98. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about against quality competition. Like two two weeks ago, they scored like 93 against somebody. And then they come back and they lose, and they're yeah. you know they, their their scoring is all over they the place. Over a hundred on Florida, I think. Also, their tempo is like in the two twenties, two thirties range. Like they're not a fast tempo team. Their offensive efficiency though is top fifty according to Ken Palm. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit of fool's gold. I feel. I feel like they're a slow team that is kind of overachieved offensively a little bit. They shoot it really well from three, but they don't shoot a ton of them. Yeah, like, and it's like it's yeah. like I just feel like they're a little bit unsustainable, and I feel like Arkansas also. We keep now. I'm not expecting Arkansas to play well in this game or to play connected or any of that, but I do expect the <laughs> effort to at least pretend to be there early. And so we always talk about can Arkansas take a punch? I think Arkansas will at least be in the game early. And so I think I could see it being like 27, 23 at half, like type of thing. I'd be okay with that. And actually. then Arkansas ends yeah. up kind of losing like 68 to 61 type of thing. But I think Arkansas, I predicted them to hold Ole Miss under 70. I think they can accidentally wow. do it. You'll accidentally do it. I think um, Ole Miss could accidentally hold themselves under seventy. Th- that's kind of where I, what okay, I said, right, but right, I was I was gonna yeah. give Arkansas the credit there. You know, I like that. I like um, that. But I Curtis, um, again, it's funny we didn't really talk too much about these topics. Like when I walked in and saw anything for love, Andrew, I just assumed. I think you I knew were where you thought up. this was going. Yeah, I thought you were queuing me up for down for love. Uh, I texted <laughs> Curtis at like ten thirty last night, and I was like, dude, I gotta talk about down for love on the six pack. It's the best show ever, Curtis. Like I'm not saying I'm like, look, I gotta get on board, man. We will pitch movies and TV here on this show every now and then. I'm, I don't. I'm not saying like this is like as a pretentious guy of like, oh, you got to check out this film that I like. Down for or not down for love? Well, that's a show as well. But uh, love on the spectrum. 
is the is the show. Season two just came out. If you haven't heard of it, here's the premise. It is they get people on the spectrum of autism, some very far, some a little bit on the spectrum, some kind of in between, and they put them on dates. They try to match them up and they get them to, you know, try to find love with other people on the spectrum and it's one of those shows that just makes you feel good about being a human a little bit. Yeah. It's like, you know, we, we, we consume so much content that is like, I mean, you hear, you know, jackasses like me and Curtis talking about stuff <laughs> and you think like the world is ugly. Watch Love on the Spectrum. It really is. It'll make you smile so much. You it's can watch it with your spouse. Right? I mean, it's it's very well. Yeah. I mean, it's on yeah. Netflix. A uh, bunch of people have been watching it. So, I mean, I'm sure some of these people have been watching, but it'll you can watch it with your spouse, watch it with your kids, watch it with your whoever. Like it's it'll just make you feel really good funny as hell too like it's yeah. there's moments that'll like make you cringe because again it's people on the spectrum going on dates sure. so every now and then you get right the first dates where they don't know what they want to talk about and but i mean it's 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 human it's real life it's authentic and uh it really is just it's fun to watch like the families rally around them too but could not recommend this show more i've got two episodes left of, of season two season one was awesome uh there's also i mentioned down for love that those are down syndrome people in australia that they, they they do the same same premise though but Really fun stuff. Curtis, you and Michelle got to get on that. I like it. I like it a lot. I think we might do that. You've been talking about it for a while now, so I, I yeah. think it's time. I think it it's is time. time. Season it two, watch, I've been, so. yeah, it came out, I guess, like last week, so now, now I'm really back all in on it and uh, love on the spectrum. Everybody check that out. Awesome. I think we're good here, man. Six pack down. Yeah, six pack down, we uh, it. and it's not even noon. Yeah, exactly. That's what if we're If you can get through to, a six so. pack before noon, I guess this is going to come out at noon, so I guess no one's going to be able to do that. But, yeah, well, you know, who, who have among a six pack us? while you listen. Right. Or if you're at the end of it here and, and you just got the idea, then have a six-pack right after you listen, whatever you want to do. And if this one didn't do it for you, we'll be back Friday. That's right. And again, send us those, send us what you, whatever you want us to talk about. If you want us to talk about your little, your, your son's t-ball tournament, we will if you t- if you DM us and let us know and give us the stats. We'll, I mean, we, yeah. we talked about a manager basketball game. Exactly. So, I mean, we, we, had, we had somebody uh, send a message about like the other teams in Arkansas, like maybe some of the smaller schools that are doing well. Like there's, I think there's a JUCO team in the state that's number one in the country or something. Yeah. I'm gonna do my research about it and we'll and we'll yeah. talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. So keep sending that. Arkansas stuff. State I cool. does. I don't I don't know what they've been doing lately, but I know that their first year head coach, first year, second yeah, year? the assistant from Bama. He's doing a he's good a, job. he's doing a good job, man. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm I'm excited to see what the Red Wolves do moving forward. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're out of here. It's been fun. We are out of here. Now you stay six pack. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, we're also going to be in those podcast feeds, Amazon, yeah. Apple, maybe Spotify. We'll see if we're not on there yet. We will be. So uh, make yeah, sure you download stuff. every episode. Yeah, download them all. I will just State clarify: Sports. downloading and listening are not the same thing. Yes, that is that download is also true. NattyStateSports.com. We got some written content that's coming out now. So hey, listen, we're we're getting bigger and better every day. So we're looking forward to uh, continuing to do that. And we'll mm-hmm. be back with you guys on Friday. It's been Curtis Wilkerson and Andrew Ellis, Natty State Sports. We'll catch you later.